Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Standard Morning Services. Thank you so much for being part of it. I absolutely appreciate it. You can call in by calling 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. You can also email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and I can respond to your comment or question concerning the topic today. I appreciate that, and good morning to everybody here. Good morning. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for coming out. I, uh, I think I have an interesting topic that I want to deal with today. But I, and I was thinking about this over the weekend. Um, um, I want to find out why some of you come to church. Or if it's not this church, when you get up in the morning and go to church, what is your purpose of going? You know, and I think, because I don't really, I asked this question over the weekend, and it was amazing the answer I got back. So I thought, let me ask my folks that come to this church, why do you go? All right. Um, do you mind me asking? No, not at all. I, I see that the mind working really fast now. <laughs> Overtime, telling you why to go. Let me make sure I say what he want to hear. Let me give the right answers. <laughs> Ernest, why do you go? Uh, learn something. Uh, hopefully, discover something about myself. You come to see what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, see if I'm on the right course, learn from other people that come here, oh, okay. their testimonies. You come to learn something, make sure you're on the right course, uh, if you're doing it right or wrong, or... <laughs> Plus, I have to be here. <laughs> you have to be here. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you do. You work for... But, yeah. That's, you have to be here. Uh, how about you, Faber? Why do you come to church? Uh, to yeah, to learn something, and also I, I. This is one of the few places where I can be with people that are like-minded, and I get to share stuff that I'm going through or what I'm seeing. I really enjoy that. And yeah. How about you, sir? Me? Yeah. Why are you show up once a month? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should. You feel like you should. Uh -huh. oh, okay. I like it here too, though. You like it here. Yeah. Like to move in? No. Oh. That was too quick of an answer. <laughs> you should think about that. Too. How about you? You know, I'm looking for um, a source of maybe inspiration uh, to help me uh, figure out more about um, myself and, and, and life and the Bible. and Because and, um, I, I don't have uh, uh, the foundation or, or the wisdom. So I think I'm looking for something that hopefully you're going to say or somebody in the congregation is going to say that's going to um, be meaningful to me in my life. It's going to help me be on a path that I want to be on. Okay. How about you? Uh, I, I would like to have uh, my life in, uh, in good order um, so I understand uh, uh, how to... Um, save myself from the world or be saved from the world and I'd like to be born again. Okay. A lot of people don't know why they're going. You know, like for me, I was born in church so you almost feel guilty if you don't go. How about you, Wayne? I 
come to church because I want to learn something. I like to fellowship. Uh, uh, and just because I want to come. Uh, Jeffrey, how about you? Maybe because I have to come. If I didn't have to come, I'd probably come like once or twice a month. But that's because I like to have a Christian that keeps me on the right path. I hear stuff and, you know. You said maybe because you have to come. And if you didn't have to, you would come twice a month, maybe? Yeah, once or twice. Who made you come? I have to be here. Plus, I'm committed and stuff here, too. And I want to help out right. now. But before that, I'd probably come like once or twice. Did you say your husband made you come? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? I didn't say that, but yeah. You were why. thinking that? <laughs> that's why. <laughs> oh, that's the reason? He makes you come. Uh, he said, look, look, wife, if you don't go to church. I just know I have to come. <laughs> <laughs> he just has that look in his eye. He has that look, huh? All right. How about you? I have no idea. You have no idea why you come. How about you, uh, Rob? No, you're gonna. I know what the answer. What I'm gonna give you may be wrong in your eyes, but what I think you is know true. the answer may be wrong in my eyes. Right. I'm not looking for the answer in my eyes. I'm looking for <laughs> your reasons. My reasons is to get connected with God and uh, basically to um, celebrate the uh, A life. Basically, to celebrate the life and death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So you come to church to celebrate the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right. Has that been happening here? Well, I haven't seen him die. <laughs> no resurrection yet. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty much pretty that? much like a connection and stuff. So that's what it primarily is. So. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Dan? Well, this is a place like no other place. You know, I can't think of any other place that where you deal with uh, issues of life, uh, truth, and love. Like I don't, I can't think of another place like this. And uh, and and I really, I, I really, I don't know if the word enjoys the word. I just love coming here. I really do. All right. How about you? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. I used to go to Catholic church a lot, and I, I just got bored. There wasn't much happening. I wasn't getting much out of it. So I, I enjoy coming here simply because the message is so straight. Okay. I live in a world that very few messages are straight. And it's nice to get that. Interesting comments. Did I add you right What? Wait a to get away from my husband, and, <laughs> and now he's bothering me to church. <laughs> uh, it's nourishment for my soul. Oh, okay. I, mean, I really, I've grown so much from coming here, and it's really helped me my life, helped me to see myself so much. And, and I've had periods where I've come like, I used to come like maybe six months out of the year. Yeah. And, I, and it's, it's just grown out. So I just want to come. Yeah, fellowship is good. Especially if it's the right kind. How about you? Mm, it's funny. I was asking myself that question this morning. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> why am I going? Why do I drive 20 minutes? It's a little <laughs> out of my way. Um, I was invited to come to this particular church, but I um, I've always sought some kind of connection 
but I wasn't happy in the Catholic Church. And then I tried the Episcopal Church. Then I tried yoga, which I still do, meditation. So I'm just finding kind of a, I like to hear a message and I like to take time to reflect and belong to some to a community, whether you know it's sitting with people on a yoga mat or sitting in a room. And this place is unique because you hear people's voices and stories. Right. And we're all kind of searching for answers and truth and it kind of resonates with me. I'm glad I asked. How about you, Pat? Ellen didn't have to be here and then making your wife come. <laughs> Other than my wife making me come. Um, it, it definitely is a stretch. It stretches me in terms of hearing different things beyond what I would think about or do. It's kind of, yeah, it's like a stretch. And it's also nice to participate in. Uh, it's somewhere where you can go and participate and he says it's a stretch what do you mean well it's like it kind of like a stretches my mind in a way oh. beyond what it would normally be i suppose yeah. and um you know i, I want to say to be able to give back too but that i don't i know that would sound good but i don't know if that's the reality i think it's probably more for me than taking than probably I don't probably think about how much I may have be able to give back. You know, it's more about what I can kind of take in. Oh, okay. Interesting. How about you, sir? Basically, for guidance, particularly guidance on how to become a real man, but mostly out of love. I love the me I love the me message you uh, you and the congregation uh, uh, represent. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yes. Uh, we have a caller that called in and said, I come for fellowship of like-minded women and people in order to gauge my path from Lorisa, from Los Angeles. Like-minded women? <laughs> She's looking for like-minded women? <laughs> in this place? <laughs> 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 I'm just joking. <laughs> just joking. Well, cool. I like that. Um, how about you, Richard? What's that? Oh, you were late, huh? Yes. Got late enough? <laughs> I come because I'm black and I can be late. <laughs> You're getting in on the message. <laughs> Why do you come to church? Good question. Uh, to see whether uh, am I uh, headed in the right direction? Am I doing right? What am I missing? Um, um, what am I doing wrong? Am I uh, 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 on the right path, you know, between me and God and, and my other fellow men and women? Oh, okay. Um, how about you? Uh, I come so that I don't make sure that I'm the only measure of where my progress is because other people can see you better than you can see yourself sometimes. Uh -huh. And to make sure that uh, uh, not to be too comfortable and being lazy because it requires um, some effort to just come up and show up and do things that are not necessary. It causes some energy and effort to make sure that you are committed to this equally as anything else that's important to your life. Oh, okay. All right. I, um, oh, just for the, I don't need you to respond in, in, in words. Um, how many of you have love? Only three people here have love. Well, no wonder you don't know why you're going to. No. 
you you have love. Like what? Love, period. Oh. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Not on Sunday morning when my husband tells me I gotta go to church. <laughs> Sometimes you have it. You say you have love, way? Sure. I'm discovering it. You discovered it. And the rest of you don't have love. I appreciate that. Christine, you have love, you said? So. I'm sorry? Yes. You're not I sure. Don't have it. You do have it? Yes. Oh, okay. Are you saying yes, you have it? Yes. Is that true, Christine? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say you have it too, Sherry? Sure? I didn't, I didn't answer. Oh, I didn't think so. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just <laughs> Okay, so let me just see again those that have love. Okay. That's good. I'm not judging it. I'm just asking. I am. You have love? I'm judging. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I remember I used to go to church. Now, as an adult, not when I was a teenager, because when I was a teenager, I went to church because I had to go. You know, they made me go. My grandmother made me go. My parents made me go to church. And then they had me set up so that if I didn't go, I would feel guilty for not going. So I had to go even if they were around or not making me go. So I was set up. But as an adult, I remember when I moved to L.A. and... Uh, when I was 18, 18 years old, I started going to church because I was looking for answers in my life. I wanted, I wanted control of my life. And I read in the Bible that if you believe in God, you should have all these things, right? And so I wanted control in my life. But instead of getting it or being taught how to get it, they were teaching me how to have faith for material things. You know, if you have faith, and then you ask God, then you can have everything that you want. You ask for a house, you can get it. You ask for this. So they started teaching me how to have that type of faith in the church. So I, I still didn't really get the help I wanted. I wanted, I wanted like, to overcome my conflict. I wanted to have a sense of control in my life. And the churches did not help me get that. They, they would preach, even at the churches I went to that did not talk about faith, I mean, you know, name it and claim it, they were just preaching the Bible to me. You know, really good, loud, hooping, hollering, hooting, nanning kind of preaching, but I still didn't get control of my life. And so I was thinking about this over the weekend because I was talking to some more people about it, and I finally asked, why do you even go to church? And I got all these answers. Well, what I realized, the reason that we should be going to church is to get control of our lives, to find out how to get control, to overcome that conflict. We're not supposed to be going to church to learn how to name it and claim it. It's, uh, it's not about using the scriptures to have more faith to get what you want in the material world. I also have people ask me, how is it that I'm a, you know, they, they th when they're thinking about themselves, they say, I go to church all the time, I pray all the time, my friends don't go to church, and yet they're doing better than I do when it comes to material things. You know, they, they have great jobs. They uh, live in fine communities. They, they have families and all that kind of stuff. And I said to them that, well, anybody can get that if you work hard and buy stuff. 
It really is a, it's a law of reciprocity. What you put out, you get back. If you work hard, buy stuff, you're going to have stuff. And it just, even the devil children can get that. And so that shouldn't be an issue. That's not why we should be going to church. <laughs> and what I realized is that this is a high percentage, but 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
You would never have doubt. You would never have anger. You would never, uh, ever, 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 ever feel unloved. You would never try to get love from someone else. You wouldn't spoil your kids. You wouldn't be afraid to let your kids feel some pain. Uh, you wouldn't be afraid to make them work as they are growing up, earning their way, if you had real love. Really, if you had real, real love, the war can never get to you. You will always be, there's a little space between you and the world. And that means your kids and everything. If you had real, real love, you will never judge your fellow man. It's impossible. You would never have doubt um, if you had real love. Now, am I right about this 99.9? Nine, 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 nine. You still think I'm exaggerating the premise? A little bit. Really? If you had real love, you could not have those things in your life. It would be impossible. Real love, you have no health problems, is what you say. No. Yeah, no That's a very good question. If you have real love at an early age in life, no, let's say that, forget it and I'm going to explain you what I mean by it. Let's say that you were born into a home where your father and mother had real love. And then, you know how when you're a kid, you have that love? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you don't hold on to things, things are not that serious. And then if your parents had that, they would be teaching you how to eat right. They, by example, they would teach you how to live right. They would teach you never to judge, never to hate. And, that, and because you, you grow up that way, you're less likely to destroy your body, your physical self. You can live longer because you're healthier. It's when you don't have the real love that you're into all the wrong things, trying to escape the conflict you have to make yourself feel like you have love. So yeah, you can be healthy. It's a, it's a lack of love that causes us to be unhealthy because when we don't have it, we try to fulfill ourselves with everything else to make us so, feel love. So, so that guy that's obese and he's the alcoholic and he lives to be 90 years old, he had real love, huh? No. Mm-hmm. Not if he's obese and carried on. He just survived. It's not, it's not like that. I mean, with a sound mind, healthy body, and a strong spirit, which is love. Really. But because we, you know, um, I heard someone say, and because I can't mention politician here in the church service, that fat people are, are unhealthy because they eat the wrong kind of food. And let me see, how did, how did they put it? They are unhappy, they are fat because they eat the wrong kind of food and, and it brings on all type of diseases to the body. That is true. But they are fat because they are unhappy because they don't have real love. That's why they are eating like that. I remember growing up, I, I honestly, now I may come back one day and say, oh yeah, I remember going to a doctor once. But when I was growing up, I don't remember going to a doctor. I didn't have a doctor. No, we couldn't afford it. We, that's why we didn't have one. <laughs> I didn't think we needed it because we well, didn't get sick. Well, we, if we got sick, yeah. we made our own we home remedy. Yeah. yeah. Uh. So it wasn't that we could afford it necessarily. My grandmother lived to be probably 90-something years old. And while I don't ever remember her going to a doctor, she was never fat 
Uh, she was strong and healthy. And I don't ever remember her having a doctor until she moved to Indiana, her kids, you know, we all left Alabama, so she had to move to live with her kids. And she moved out of her environment that she liked being in, you know, being able to plant a little garden in the backyard in Alabama and just kind of grow her own food. She moved to Indiana to live with her kids because she couldn't take care of herself down there anymore. And that's when she started getting sick. Prior to that, I do not remember her being sick growing up. Isn't that amazing? No doctor. Can you imagine growing up with no doctor? <coughs> no medication. And if we got sick, they made little home remedy, tempting time, and whatever they made up. Remember that stuff came so nasty. And castor oil. Mama, I have a cold. Okay, take a spoonful of the castor oil, and it's over the next day. People ate better back then. Yeah, they ate better. That's right. But, but they also, when they worked, their character yeah, was better too. But my point is, if you don't have love, then you're into all the things that you're into. And 99.9.9.9999% of people don't have love. And I am, I'm talking about most people, but especially Christians. It's hard to find a Christian with love. I challenge you to go out and find a Christian who has real love. And if you sit here right now, and by the way, you can call me at 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663. If you know somebody with love other than me, <laughs> yes, sir. You ask you ask us before why do you come to church? See what when you talked about love, okay, you don't hear it explained that way anywhere else. That's right. That's right. Anywhere else. That's why I'm coming here. That's right. You you hear things. I mean, All you, you hear is God that, is love. Yeah, yeah. You know, but the way you explain, it, I'm, I'm, I never heard it in my life. Yeah. And I, you know, I would bet most anything you can go just about any church that you don't. You don't have, you, you don't hear it explained that way. Yeah. You don't. You don't hear. Absolutely don't hear. Even in the, in the white churches, you do, they preach the Bible and stuff, but they don't really explain it either. They don't hear back from the congregation. So they can, Jesus asked the people what's on your mind. They told him, and then he was able to help them. He didn't just go and preach the word and then collect an offer, offering and take off. And he made it simple that you need love. It's about love. And if I can add just real quick, most of those preachers, priests, and whatever they are that, uh, you know, uh, run the church and, and give a service, they don't have love themselves. Yeah. And yeah, that's what's See? going on. They don't have love themselves. It is such a so sad... So how, how are you going to explain to your flock or talk about it when you don't have it yourself? Yeah. It's such a cat, sad commentary because people are suffering not because of anything else except the lack of love. They know the Bible, they hoop and holler, they have babies, they raise children, they may, may make fine money and live in great communities, but they don't have love. It's all around us. It's so apparent. The missing ingredient is love. And that's why Christ came, because God wanted to create love. Because he is love. That's right. And he wanted to create love, so he came so he could work through us to create love. Why do, you, why do you think he said, love your enemy? We don't even, most people don't even love their children. How in the world are you going to love your enemy? Most people don't love their wives or husbands. 
The black people don't love white people. Is that your cell phone? You jamming on your phone. That's Camelot? Did you say that's Camelot? Oh. The oh, the cameraman. You are fired. <laughs> you have no love. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I mean, I'm discovering that too. That it's people, when they, they, we feel like we're very justified to get angry at someone. Yeah. And the solution is to be angry at them when the solution really is to love them and to send love to them. And that solves the problem mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. And, and also I'm learning to, you know, not to make a judgment about things that I see. And it's yes, free for yourself and it's free for the whole situation. You have more compassion for people mm. and for things and you don't get caught up in it. So That's much. right. Amen. You got yourself a good wife after 50 years. Yeah, I've been working on it, Jesse. <laughs> Amen to that. Yes, ma'am. If you had love, you would never make a decision. If you had love. So I'm not going to ask a show of hand again. <laughs> you just think about it. Yes, ma'am. Um, I've been watching, you know, interviews with this preacher and his wife, and, and uh, you know, they've had this problem with, with uh, his indiscretion. And because she, I mean, from the little I've seen, showed complete love for him. This family is together. There's a chance for them to all heal. But if she hadn't forgiven and shown love, the, the situation would be so much more terrible for her children, for her, for her husband. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen. None of us do, but, but because of, I mean, what an example she is as a wife, you know, because most wives would just say. It would have been over. 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 When she first find out, found out he had been gone. Right. It would have been over. Absolutely. How many people here get angry at times? <laughs> I thought you had love. Put your uh, hand down. This was like the classic Jesse question. You know, uh, you know which side to jump on. But you know, on the other hand, you know, you like to jump on sometimes the other. And so instead of having us go do our little testimonies to show our ignorance, you went right into your, which, which I appreciate it because it's oh, good. Chase, and and you were able, like John said, to explain it in in a way that you know. I mean, we've already exposed ourselves that we, that we you know were on that side. And, you know, obviously what we were thinking was not what you were thinking, and, and we appreciate, you know. Right on. Confession is good for the soul. Never worry about what someone else is going to think about your confession either. That's right. Really. Believe me. That person not going to give you salvation. They're going to judge you anyhow. So why worry about them? <laughs> why worry about them at all? Yes, ma'am. I remember I was at the gas station yesterday, and I was constantly, like, judging somebody and trying not to. Those guys were standing in front of me with those hanging pans and stuff. Yeah. I said, well, I'm not going to, I'm thinking, like, I'm not judging them because, um, you know, because they're clean cut and stuff, and they just don't know and stuff like that. And then um, when they were going out to the store, this guy started singing some song with curse words, and then I started judging them. <laughs> I said, oh, that's not acceptable. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Another sign of not having love is when you go to church and you learn the Bible and or you learn the truth, whether you're a meditator or Bible thumper or whatever, and then you go back to work and now all of a sudden you're this holy person and everybody else is a sinner 
and at lunchtime you sit around reading your Bible while everybody else chatting and you think you're better than them, that is no love. That is not love. I'm sure nobody in this room ever done that. <laughs> you find out that <laughs> you find out you hate your mama and now you're pouncing on everybody about hating their mama. That is not love. That is not love. So many Christians do that. Whether they're into the Bible, they go to church on, uh, on Wednesday night and get saved. And on Thursday, you don't recognize them at, at work. You don't want to be around them. And then they think that the people that don't want to be around them are the ones that are judging. And they probably are. But you, all of a sudden, this holy person, you're reading your Bible at lunchtime instead of chatting with the folks and being an example. That's not love. Anybody ever run into people like that before? And you're like, you know what? I don't want to have lunch with you today. <laughs> Take your Bible and your little holy stuff and go somewhere else. <laughs> I've had so many people confess to me that they were like that, and they didn't know that they didn't have love. They thought they were holy, and all of a sudden they were better. But at home, at, you know, in their private life, they were unhappy. Their kids are out of control. Their marriages are not working. I had a friend tell me the other day that he used to go to this church, and he knew 10 people in that church who got married. And before he could leave that church, it was like three or four years span of time. Nine of them had divorced already. Isn't that amazing? But they knew the Bible upside down. They judged each other, you know, the non-Bible person or each other. And they didn't have love. They didn't know they did not have love. That's what's holding you back, folks. You don't have love. Um, let me... Ed, come and read something for me. Up there? Yeah, even though you don't look like you dress for church. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't ask me to read my own. <laughs> I didn't bring it today. Oh, you didn't bring yours. Turn to 1 Corinthians. Give me a break. 1 Corinthians 13. Just so you know, I'm not making this stuff up. Let me see here. Yeah. Oh, 13. Oh, okay. I want you to start from <clears throat> verse 1. Okay. Uh, through 13. Uh, right here? Right. Okay. Uh, to, to right here. Uh, right here. This is the last thing you want to read. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. This is the last thing right here. Okay. Oh, this is long. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Though I command languages both human and angelic, if I speak without love, I am no more than a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. And though I have the power of prophecy to penetrate all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all the faith necessary to move mountains, if I am without love, I am nothing. Though I should give away to the poor all that I possess, and even give up my body to be burned, if I am without love, it will do me no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. Love is never jealous. Love is not boastful or conceited. It is never rude and never seeks its own advantage. It does not take offense or store up grievances. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but finds its joy in the truth. It is always ready to make allowances, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Hold on one minute. Say that last word right there over. Those. And to endure whatever comes. And to endure whatever comes. That means that 
if your husband is wrong, your wife is wrong, that means that if the white man don't like you or the black man don't like you, that means that if uh, your kids or whatever, that means that if your enemies say things about you that are not true, that means that if you're broke or not broke, you're willing to endure whatever comes. I can't find 10 people in America who are willing to endure. Remember last week we talked about how to, how to just relax and don't put up a resistance against life? Somebody, anybody remember that? Yeah. yeah, we did talk about it. Well, when you have love, you have that uh, natural desire to not put up a resistance against life because you're willing to endure all things. And it's amazing how it works when you have love. It doesn't affect your soul at all when you have love. It's just a situation that you're going through. But you can't hate it. You can't judge it. You just allow yourself to go through it. When you have real love, anyway. Go ahead, sir. Love never comes to an end. But if there are prophecies, they will be done away with. And it doesn't like, I love you as long as you love me. Oh, I love you as long as you are my friend or not my friend. Oh, I love you as long as you, you know, cater to me or give me tithe. It's not that kind of love. There's no end to love because it's not based on, it's not based on anything that, uh, it's not based on anything of this world. That's why there is no end to it because it's not based on anything and you're constantly putting it out instead of getting it. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, you loveless people. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And if there are tongues, they will fall silent. And if knowledge, it will be done away with. For we know only imperfectly, and we prophesy imperfectly. But once, perception, once perfection comes, all imperfect things will be done away with. When I was a child, I used to talk like a child and see things as a child does, and think like a child. But now that I have become an adult, I have finished with all childish ways. Now we see only reflections in a mirror, mere riddles, but then we shall be seeing face to face. Now I can know only imperfectly, but then I shall know just as fully as I am myself known. As it is, these remain, faith, hope, and love, the three of them, and the greatest of them is love. Thank you, man. Isn't that some amazing stuff when you think about it? Yes. It really is. And when you have love, the reason I say that these preachers are wrong for telling you that you have to name it and claim it, you know, uh, they even have it when if you say something negative around them, and some of you may have heard the Christians say this, they will say, get behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I rebuke that in the name. All that stuff they've been taught to say because they don't have love. And so they're trying to live off something else. But when you have love, you have faith. You really have it. It just, it just it's in your nature. It's in your everything. Because love is of God. That's why God said uh, you, gotta, you have to love him with all your heart, soul, and might. Because when you truly have real love, all of yourself is given unto him. You love him and everything else will work out. So you don't have to name it and claim it because he made everything anyway. And and love will draw all these things unto you that you need in your life, whether it's a husband or a wife or material things. 
you would naturally get that because you have no doubt. And your focus is on the right thing, and that is seeking God first and just being with him, and he is taking care of you. So you don't have to name it and claim it. You don't have to be afraid to tell someone the truth because they may take something away from you. I was telling Patrick the other day, over the last 20 years, and we've been doing this for 20 years, I can't feel any loss, anything that I've lost. And I know I've, I think, you know, I know I've lost some things because people have asked me to do things that I won't do. You know, I've been banned from radio stations and stuff like that. I remember I was on, doing a radio show once, during the 20 years, and this issue came up, and, and I didn't agree with the issue, and they told me, if you say what we want you to say, we'll put you back on the radio. But I didn't believe in what they were saying, so I couldn't say it. And I was banned from the show. But I didn't miss anything from that. It, it didn't affect who I am. It didn't affect my love for them. And because my life is built on love now. It's not built on anything else but that. That is the foundation. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for love. You look, that's what's missing in your life. That's why you have hatred in your heart. You have resentment. That's why you doubt yourself. That's why you can't have the criticism or you, you can't, you worry about what others think and you, you, you're trying to, because you, you're hateful people. When you have those emotions, it comes from hatred, from resentment. That's why God said you got to forgive. How can you love your enemy if you hate, if you have any resentment at all in your heart? You can't even love your own family with that in your heart. Um, yes, Forrest. I saw your hand, right? Um, you're not born with this love, right? We are born with it a little bit. Okay. Then, I think I've heard you say that either have it or you don't. Right. But I have to argue with that because as you make a journey through life, just by process of elimination, uh, you see the wrong way to go. And by looking at, looking at things more closely, then you see the right way to go. And so as you see these situations, such as all of the laundry list of things that you gave us, you realize that um, gradually, not all at once, gradually what the path is and because you, you've gone through this life and no one's really taught you or told you anything yeah. when you're a child and so you're going through life and you realize, well judgment's wrong, I don't want to carry that burden around every day, right. looking at everybody and, 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 and saying he's bad, he's bad, he's bad, he's bad, I know that's not right, so that one's out the window and then you there's, a, there's another long list of things that you know are wrong. For instance, uh, uh, fear. Um, I found that fear just disintegrates when you do the right thing. When you, when you do the right thing, you treat people right, there is no fear. Yeah. You just, you know, you say what needs to be said because you're concerned. I think what I hear you saying is that, and, and, and correct me if I'm reading, reading it wrong or hearing it wrong, 
It's like we're coming, we, come, we come into a crazy family. We, our fathers and mothers are out of control for whatever reason. And so you're kind of growing up on your own trying to figure this stuff out. And then after a while, you kind of, as you get older, you learn to start speaking up and dealing with stuff. And the more you do that, the better your life gets. You know, fear seems to disappear for a while, right? Are you saying that? I just want to make sure I understand no, what you're saying. I, I'm saying that, uh, um, that um, you, you evolve your life. I, well, I'm just speaking for myself here. Right. I, I evolve into, into looking at what I've been in my life. And the evidence is there. It, it doesn't work. It's not right. It, it's yeah. It's it's a, it's a burden. Yeah. So and and I, and I see the the the, the way and, and uh, I'm able to. Um, you're getting better because you're learning from experience as you get older, experiences yeah. as you get older, right? And I have no reluctance. Yeah. Once I see, once I see, there's no reluctance. It's not a guess. Yeah. You know, you know what the direction is. You see it. It's you know, it's obvious. Uh, and, and, and yes, you can. Some people, a lot of people do get better in life as they get older. A lot don't, but some do. But this love that he's talking about is a love that you don't have to wait to get older to experience. The problem is, in our homes, we don't have fathers and mothers who understand this. And because if they did, we, we still have to suffer a little bit because of sin, but it wouldn't have to last as long. That's why God said, once you become an adult, things should change because now you go out and seek him for your own. If our parents, our fathers and mothers had been living examples of love, we will only have to endure for a little while until we can turn to God and say, hey, forgive me for my sins. I, I've been wrong, right? And then it'll be over. What is an adult? I don't know, 18 and over, I guess. I don't know, whatever that is. But my point is when you become old enough to start thinking for yourself, when you're responsible enough to see that, you know what, I'm doing the wrong things here. I'm out of control. Right, it's going to be any age. Yeah. As soon as you're old enough to understand for yourself, and that's when you go to God and he will forgive you. And, but because we have learned everything about God, we're so into religion. Have you noticed that the people into religion, they own that religion too? <laughs> like if you're, if you're a, whatever they call it, Catholic, then you're a special Catholic. If you're a, a whatever. Everybody owned their stuff. But if you had love, you don't own any of that stuff. You can't own something that you didn't create anyhow. But the evidence of lack of love is that they're all identified with special groups. We have a, on Friday, we discuss religion on my show. We bring in the Bible, go to God. And it, it's probably the number one issue that we deal with because even in the Christian communities, they are afraid to even talk about religion. But everybody thinks that they are right. And so it's a big controversy to even, I mean, talk about religion. But when you have love, it's easy to talk about because you want to make sure people can understand and look at themselves and find the right thing. Love has no, there are no boundaries to love. Meaning that you're not judging anything, making any decisions, you're just living a life of love. And there is no emotion with love at all. None. No emotions. So if you have emotion and you're calling it love, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. It's based on hatred. It's based on... And some parents are so connected to their children 
that they won't even be honest with they, their kids and they call that love. They won't do the right thing about their kids and they call it love. Well, I love them. No, you don't love them. I mean, look at God. He loves us. And don't, won't he let you end up on skid row? Is that true? Yes. He'll let you end up in a bad marriage and let you stay there until you die. And yet he loves you. It's because we don't, we, most people don't have love. They haven't found it. It doesn't matter if you prophesize or speak in other tongues or, or you own the world. If you have love, if you don't have love, you have nothing. Love don't deny being wrong. I know people who say they have love, and you point out something about them, they deny it just like that. No, that's not true. Well, oh, I'm not seeing what I see? No. <laughs> and I say this because you need love. That's what Christ came for. Let me take this hand, and I come to you. Yes, sir. Morning, all those men you saw lined up outside the Steve's candy shop yesterday. Yeah, they had love. My heart went out to those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving by Steve's candy shop yesterday, and today is what? Today is a, today is a national holiday. Uh, what is it? Valentine's Day. I went past Steve's candy at twelve fifteen yesterday afternoon. There were a long line of guys. Waiting, you know, going through the store to buy stuff, candy and flowers and stuff, right? And in this community, it's happened to be black, so we're mostly black and Hispanic. <laughs> I came back past this store at about 4.30 or so. That line was even longer. <laughs> I was like, oh my, I really felt for those guys. They're going to spend money that they don't have to cater to mama, and tomorrow morning she's going to cuss them out. <laughs> <laughs> And that's not love. As a matter of fact, I asked someone, how did Saint, I mean, how did Valentine's Day come about anyhow? <laughs> and they said, oh, I think, Fabian, you told me this, right, about Valentine? Yeah, it was St. Valentine's. Yeah. That he was way back in 1800 somewhere? It was, uh, from what I read, it was in the Roman days, and he was imprisoned, and they murdered him. He, a man in prison named Valentine. <laughs> he would write letters. Right? And he would write love letters. So I like that governor from Virginia. No, no, they were letters to... Oh, they were love letters. No, they were letters. Okay, they were very loving letters to people he knew. So how did that... He was a bishop. How did that go from that to a national holiday for women where it put men under all kind of pressure? Oh, <laughs> it feels like a holiday. Hermes oh, <laughs> and I were standing out yesterday in front of the house there, and the sun was shining. It was a beautiful day. It felt like a holiday. You know, everybody going shopping, and, you know, nobody around. Remember, Hermes, it felt like a holiday, huh? It felt like the 4th of July. Like more of a holiday every year. Get that candy, huh? Perfect example of what love is not. Yes. And how you're saying Somebody love is not an foot. emotion, but it's love is living your life with the focus of loving others and yes, loving the community and loving the world, which is why you're saying we don't have that because society is broken. Yes. And society is material and tells you you have to buy this to show this amount of love when that's not. It's like the, the wrong message that we're living, but that's how we live. Yes, ma'am. Isn't that sad? Yeah, that is. That's evil, folks. The devil has, he made a promise. Remember, he made a promise to God. 
that he's going to deceive every man, woman, and child. And if you doubt me, go wind back Saturday and go look at Atlanta C's store. C's candy store. And half of those guys buying this stuff for women they don't even like. <laughs> they just need a moment of peace. <laughs> that is sad. You're controlled by the world. And God said, be in it, but not of it. And if you don't have love, you got to be of it. And most people, 99.9999% of people don't have love. And so my mission or my uh, whatever for you, desire, is that you find love. That's what you're looking for. And you, it's not in, you can't get it from another person. It's not in material things. It's not in your job. It's not in speaking tongues and looking good. It's not in anything that you can acquire. It's in the spirit of God, but you got to overcome the anger and the resentment of your heart that you have first, and then you can have love. That's what we're all looking for. It doesn't matter how fancy you are, how well you speak. If you don't have love, you have nothing. And if you don't have love, you have no faith. When you have love, faith is love. Faith is hope. It's all in there together. You can never have doubt when you have love. Perfect love, perfect love casts out fear. Any questions about this? We're running out of time. In it, oh, yeah. Yes, sir. I discovered that it's like a road to love or like how you get love, you know? And it's like I noticed I had a disagreement with a friend the other day and nothing made any sense until at some point Somewhere along the line, I realized I am at fault. Yes. And uh, everything changed at that point. But nothing did until then because it was all about what they were doing. It yep. was all, okay, this person's wrong. I've got to convince them. <laughs> but yet, I, I was convinced that they were wrong, but yet inside myself it was bothering me, which should have been the first clue. And I, I, no, disregarded, that's right. I disregarded it. That's right. And when I realized that, why is it bothering me? It's bothering me because i got a problem. Yes, sir. And then it, was, then it was done. That is such a powerful point. When you have love, whatever the other person is doing or not do, doing, it's not going to bother you. <laughs> whether they're right or wrong, whether they're a thief or a liar or a murderer or whatever, it's not going to bother you. That doesn't mean you, don't, you, you, you have to put up with it. It doesn't mean you're going to you know, allow them to destroy you. But inwardly, you're not bothered by it at all. And so if you are bothered by someone else being wrong, then the issue is with you. You have no love. Jesse, it's not them. Yes. The issue was kind of a red herring because it wasn't really about that anyway. The, 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 the issue came out that I have a problem with accepting criticism. Yes. And there, I looked at something they were doing that had nothing to do with that issue at all, just as a distraction. But it became clear at a certain point, this is the problem. Yep. I was criticized for something. I didn't like it. I reacted to that. And that was the issue. That's right. You got it. You're looking for love, folks. And you don't see love around you. You don't see it in the Christian community. You're not seeing it in your homes. You're not seeing it in your friendships. Well, you can't be straight up honest with your friends. You don't have love. Really, you don't have love. If you got to sneak around with your kids... I know some people who have lying kids, and they let the kids lie because they don't want to hurt their feelings. 
I mean, like, don't you know this person, this little person will grow up and be one of the biggest liars on earth? That's not going to get better when you get, as they get older. So you need love. When you feel confident in your life, when you feel fear and doubt and worry and that emptiness that you get, this anger that you get toward yourself and others, when you are trying to get all you can get to make yourself feel important, when you can't sleep at night, or when you're in bad relationships, when your kids out of control, you have no love. So don't tell yourself you have love. Uh, Patrick asked, well, what is the beginning of love? The beginning of getting love is to be honest with yourself that you don't have it. And so I'm telling you that the clues that you don't have it are these things that you're feeling and going through. That's the evidence that you don't have it. So don't be mad at yourself about it. It's enough to just see it, and then God will change it. You cannot change it. He just wants you to recognize, but we've been so brainwashed to believe that all the stuff we're feeling is due to love. You know, you're treating me, you're treating me this way because I love you. <laughs> That's not true. So I, I'm telling you this, so you would, and it's all in the Bible. The, the man just read it right here in the scripture. He just read it. And love is not a feeling, but yet it has great compassion for others. The, the compassion is so great that it never judges its fellow man, whether it's a husband, wife, children, your enemy. That's how compassionate love is. Can you imagine? Now, that doesn't mean you don't tell the truth about situations or deal with situations, but can you imagine living a life without having to judge your fellow man or yourself? We can have peace on earth just like that. Because every time the devil raises his ugly head, you would deal with it in the right way. But you need love. There is no love. And this is what the church is supposed to be teaching. Instead, they're just preaching the Bible to you, name it and claim it if you want this or that. God is great, and he's going to give you all your little needs. Don't worry about that part. Your primary is to seek first the kingdom of God, his right way, and all to be added. And the solution to it is that you've got to recognize that you don't have it. You've got to sit still and know God. Don't try to get it on your own because you cannot make, you can't create love. It's created through you. You just have to recognize that you don't have it. If you have fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, your kids hate you, your mama hates you, your dad hates you, it's because you have no love. Get a copy of my Be Still and No Prayer CD. And, and start out with that, all right? Thank you for tuning in, and thank you guys, too. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.